Matt McConkey. Dave Holmes. Are you wearing a Biden shirt? I am wearing the Biden-Harris t-shirt that just arrived uh, last week. Got a couple of them. Wear them around town. As if it were not obvious that I was a a Biden-Harris person. I mean, look, we got to make whatever statements we got to make. I uh, I have to say, Michael has been text banking. He is a Canadian. He cannot vote here. And mm. he has been text banking uh, yeah. for the Trump campaign. Just kidding. For, for Biden and Harris. <laughs> Can you um, imagine? And I, I thought, you know, I haven't even been doing that. I've been given some money. But my activism really came in with just sending threatening text messages to family members. Yeah, I think that's a smart way to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting more and more strident on my Instagram feed. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's having any effect on the vote of my more uh, conservative family members, but it's getting on their nerves. And that's something. Is it, are, are you getting, are people engaging? No, um, no, but I did, I did post something to the effect of like, all right, Republicans in my circle, I have been patient enough. This is fucked up. Stop it. Stop it. You vote against this, please. And, I saw uh, that. And then I wanted someone, a conservative person in my family saw it and called me immediately and I haven't returned the call. I've been very busy, Oh, but I will. I will. Well, I will. Who, maybe they're calling to say, you know what? You finally got through to me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm going to start speaking out. Um, yeah, it's it is just absolutely wild, and and it's you know it, it, the wheels came off a long time ago, but now it is literally a, a roided up syphilitic uh, blaming his illness on Gold Star families and sending proof of life videos in front of a green screen to pretend that he's on the White House lawn. It is it is so I uh, like I I. I don't agree with the more conservative people in my family, just in general, but I can kind of see them. I don't see that there is a choice here. I just truly don't. And I, I can't. I, I preach in the choir, I hope, um, with our audience. But anyway. Yeah. If we have any uh, Trump supporting listeners to homophilia, would love to hear from them just yeah. to simply uh, uh, one, you know, because I'm, I'm just curious who, who and what are you? Yeah. And why? What why else? are you? What else is true in your world? What are what are some popular TV and music hits in your world? Um, I, I will tell you one thing that I'm loving, and I'm not I like I every now and then do turn on Fox News just literally just to see what color the sky is mm. in that world, and uh, and it's first of all the night that <laughs> the night that Donald Trump tested positive, um, they uh, it was whoever the poor you know Friday night anchor was who never and nothing interesting ever happens and that person was just like oh shit we got to fill time and so they were talking and it was like the literal three pictures that exist of donald trump wearing a mask they it just was one and then two and then three and then one and then two it was full it was like a windows 95 <laughs> screensaver of the three pictures <laughs> and you could see them trying to like alter reality in the moment and it was delicious but today um, and all around the, the VP debate, Mayor Pete has just fully, it's like, you know, it, it's like the Fox News slay challenge. And he is, <sighs> he's fucking running away with it. He really I don't is. think Carson Kressley is going to have any notes for him at all. 
He's How crushing. could you? He really is. He, uh, you know, there, there's the the best clip is the one uh, where he's being asked about. Wait, what is he being asked about? He, well, there he, there are a few. Um, yeah, there's one where like it was, you know. Uh, the the Steve Ducey or who fucking ever is like uh, you know uh, but you know Biden doesn't support the troops and then he just you know fully kind of just very calmly un- like well he has called uh, the troops uh, suckers and losers and Steve Ducey's like well but he's denied that and and Mayor Pete very calmly says but that is a lie and we know that it is a lie because he said that he didn't say that about uh, John McCain. And he said that about John McCain on Twitter and it hasn't been taken down and you can still see it with your eyes. So we know that he is lying about that. So yeah. it is obvious that he is lying about the other things as well. And just very calmly, the way that only a fucking Midwestern gay man can, can That's I get right. an amen, Matt McConkey, very calmly fucking ser- serving them their ass. Packing them up and sending them on Pack their way. I, yeah, I have had so many mixed feelings about Mayor Pete o- over the sure. course of this, and and of course. obviously he's sort of just like fallen out of view. But I yeah. do, lo- I do like this version of him. And of course, there was a lot of like talk in our community about him being s- not gay enough, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And I think he proved to us with these Fox News appearances that he is plenty gay. Oh, yeah. I see the eight-year-old. I see the eight-year-old yep. on the sidelines a little bit, just being observant, you know, hanging back, collecting some shit that he's going to unload later. And I yep. love it. Mayor Pete. He's the, the, the there's this, uh, speaking of, of gay little boys, there's a very quick uh, little trip into my childhood in Ohio. There was this Story, story that my that friends have made me tell again and again. I will yeah. not tell you the whole thing, but the long and the short of it is, I, I was this extremely uh, just a sassy, flamboyant uh, little gay firework. Oh, and, I've seen the pictures. Um, yes, and I I've seen the scalloped marched, collar. I marched myself into my dad's auto parts store, which was mm-hmm. like gruff, filthy. Men like hanging around, smoking cigarettes, wa- watching sports, and just like the, I was like an alien from another planet to them, and um, and I was very into the idea that like my dad owns the place, as if I were like the heir to a, a, a great fortune. Oh, anyway, you're Fallon, I dynasty. I stroll, I strut in there one day, and today I've got a new friend coming with me, and we're there to like go like ask my dad for money so we could go somewhere after school this is in like sixth grade anyway uh-huh. um so i march myself in there and they all turn and look and like they're like oh god here comes this uh little queen again and uh and i throw my backpack down on the floor and i go pick that up and i strut past them back to my dad's office no but, by the way my parents did not raise me to be my, my mom would be horrified if she ever saw me do this but of course i i was just a performative little monster and um, of course, they did not pick that up. Anyway, that was just a very long way of going. <laughs> Occasionally, when I have a moment similar to the Mayor Pete moment right now, like Deanna Chang or a friend will say, oh, that's the backpack. That is the backpack. That's the backpack. Oh, Matt, I love the backpack. I'm glad I'm glad you got it out of your system, but I'm, I'm glad it happened. It's still who I am, you yeah. know? Yeah. And just like Mayor Pete, you can still see that uh, that little boy's in there. Oh, God, I love it. I love it. <sighs> Gay people are better than straight people. Uh, okay, so let's, we got a review. We got a review. 
Oh, we got did. a five-star review. You know, we, we, we originally, you know, we were certainly fishing for five-star reviews because it does help get the word out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And we were also, you know, saying like, you know, maybe maybe we'll find a new tagline from this. You know, we don't we don't know. Like, we, we it's hard to see what the show is from the inside while you're while you're Yeah, it's hard to see tell us so maybe, what maybe you the think list. this show is. Right, right. Often that's the way to go. We might have a new tagline. With this five-star review from Spencer Cherry. Let's hear it. The subject line, what beautiful men. What beautiful men. We might not have so much a new tagline as a new title. Hey, welcome to What Beautiful Men. Uh-huh. And it's it's so poetic and abstract, and you yeah. think, wow, that is a head, that is an attention-grabbing headline. I can't it wait is. to see. The, I'm sure this person is going to uh, really flesh out this idea yeah. in the actual yeah, yeah, review. Yeah. But yeah. the review simply says, "Love meeting their friends." And you That's know, it. honestly, it's it's haiku like in its in its yeah. brevity and 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 denseness. Um, it says everything you need to know. You know, we we are what beautiful men and love meeting their friends. Love meeting their I will friends. say you throw you throw a, a question mark on that headline changes the whole meaning. Yeah. What beautiful men? I don't or, see them. Or you put a, a question mark and a comma. What beautiful men? Like, what did you say? <laughs> right. Men? Did they really say what I think they said on that? What podcast? beautiful men? <laughs> I love it. Spencer Cherry, thank you so much. That is the nicest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. I'm yes. delighted. We, we too love meeting our friends, and we count you amongst them. That's right, Spencer Cherry. That's right. Thank you so much. Also, Speaking we have been soliciting meet-cutes mm-hmm. via the internet, and we have a new one. Shall we? Let's do it. So this one, we're just reading this cold, says, hey, guys, love your pod and the new meet cute segment. Here's ours. A bunch of us grad students were having coffee with our supervisor and in walked this gorgeous being. I found out that many of us would be going on a work trip together a month from then. I made up my mind to talk to this person at least once while on the trip. Maybe I would get to sit next to them at dinner. That day, I immediately told a friend that I had met someone and was a little embarrassed to admit we didn't actually talk. Oh, these things happen. I kept thinking about this person for the entire month. Then at 6 a.m., I was at the airport and I saw them in the security line behind me. Mm. I couldn't believe my luck. Once I was through, I stopped, waited, and said, hi, remember me? Turns out they had also noticed me in the cafe and had nearly canceled coming on this trip, but didn't because they wanted the chance to see me again. We waited for our flight together, and once we arrived, shared a cab and breakfast at our destination, talking about everything. By that same night, we had shared our entire life stories and our first kiss. Matt, what next? We've been married three years now, have a garden and Get two out. dogs, and after five years are still ridiculously pleased with one another. Smiley face, all the best. Keep up the good work, M. Oh, boy. A, a lot of mystery. A lot of mystery in here, and I love it. I, but what I do, too. What I love most is that they are ridiculously pleased with one pleased. another. Pleased. They're pleased. I- it also just goes to show, I mean, if you, next time you get on a plane, if you are single and looking for love, don't yeah. uh, go looking like a scrub. No. Dress up for the plane. Do you remember when we used to do that? Now I go to the, well, I don't go to the airport at all anymore. But back when I last went to the airport the last few years, people in 
pajama bottoms? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, know, you keep that shit at home. Do you think this is unacceptable? What I do is wear I, I, like a, a tailored sweatpant. Say, for example, the iconic A sweatpant from our dear friends at Mack Weldon. Yes. Uh, just a free plug, but that is a, a thing that I would genuinely wear on the plane. Mm-hmm. Comfortable socks. And I would wear these Nike slides. Okay. And, and when Michael is horrified by them, and now I am, I do believe that like men should not be wearing flip flops and like toes shouldn't be out yeah. unless you're at the beach or the pool. But, right. th- but I'm wearing, but this to me is with a sock. With a sock. See, that's the difference. That's the difference. And you've put some thought into your sweatpants. So I will right. accept it. It's, it's close to the border, but it's not, it's not over. Okay. I, I will accept it. And it's you. You can pull it off. You can pull anything off, Matt McConkie. Well, I'm also not looking to meet somebody, you? you know, at the airport because I've 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 got that Michael. Um, yeah. But uh, I might not have him if I keep dressing like this. So yeah. No. I should no, no, step no. it up. Listen. No. You can you can do it. You can do it as long as you don't bring your own pillow from home. That drives me nuts. Um, oh. Yeah. The pillow people. I don't. I can't. I don't know what to do with you. Um, this week we have two 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 guests. That's right. Big Game double one. feature. You know, uh, speaking of, of, of meet cutes, uh, one guest, this is uh, sort of connected to the the opposite of a meet cute. Uh, yeah. Joey Graceffa is the uh, iconic YouTuber, vlogger, actor, author, producer, and singer. And uh, at the time that we had recorded this, had just posted a video where he and his boyfriend, whose relationship had been largely documented on his YouTube page, had just broken yeah. up. And yeah. gay Twitter did have a field day with him. Sure. Bless his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he, but he was so sweet uh, and, and, and vulnerable to come and talk to us about that and about so, yeah. so much else. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a meet cute so much as a breakup on YouTube. Uh, yeah. A breakup cute. A breakup, a breakup pub lover. Yeah. Um, also on this episode, the comedian Irene Tu. Uh, if you've been to SF Sketch Fest, perhaps you've seen her. If you've been to Bridgetown, oh, mm. oh I miss Bridgetown. Um, if you've seen the show uh, Funny How or Take My Wife, uh, you have seen her and she is, uh, she is delightful. Today, this week on Homophilia, Joey Graceffa and Irene Tu. And we are back with Joey Graceffa. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I am fascinated by the the what we have behind us. You're you're in a. It's like you're in a studio. Um, it's a beautifully a curated place place to zoom. Yeah, it's my secret um, bookshelf room. I have a secret bookshelf um, door with um rainbow books in front of it so it looks like a a bookshelf but there's actually this like fantasy room behind it so i'm sorry do you live in a uh, a villain's (laughs) lair what's um i do yes uh i'm just like so obsessed with like fantasy and like i just wanted my house to like give off that vibe so this is like the one room that's like super fantasy-esque i have like you guys can't see most of it, but there's a lot of like crystals. There's 
Um, I have a giant grandfather clock in here. Um, there's a lot of cool things in here. Aggressive Great. whimsy. Yeah, very That's whimsy. Right. And the the sound of the cats just and a talking cat. It. Let me get her. I'll show you guys. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, Listen, good. we oh, yeah, love no, we want the sound of the cat. Well, we've lost him. He's gone. Joey's gone. He's gone to well, get the cat. He's, he's going to bring her on oh. Zoom. I'm sorry for the audio audience who can't get a look at this gorgeous uh, so this creature. Sakura. She's a black cat. Um, she's very vocal, so you guys will hear a lot of her. She has a lot to say today, so I'm going to keep her on my lap to hopefully keep her quiet. Okay, all right. You you are now you're now in a villain's lair with a cat in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I guess I guess I'm fitting the role quite well. I mean, Dude, are you a, a story, uh, cat sleeps in one. the bed with you person? No, I actually have two huskies and they would kill her. So she stays separated from them. And I have one of the dogs sleep in the bed with me and the other one sleeps on the floor. Okay. Well, yeah. You got to have boundaries with some of them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So how, uh, how are you? What is a typical day in your life these days? Um, I'm good. I actually was just out at the pool before this. So I was just chilling, um, soaking up some sun, the last of the LA heat before it disappears. Um, but my usual day to day in quarantine is pretty much the same damn thing every day, which I'm not upset about. I'm a Taurus. I love routine. I love being home. So being in quarantine is nothing that I can't handle. Um, it's mostly just me working nonstop doing YouTube and then watching a lot of TV. Okay. Let's get into it. What are you watching? Yeah. yeah. Um, currently I just started um, the new season of big brother, which by the time this comes out, there's probably a winner for it. So um, yeah, I've been binging that a lot of Netflix. Um, I really like the competition shows. So uh, I watched a lot of the sugar rush. <laughs> A lot of the baking stuff. Oh, I, I love when they're like... These are some deep cuts. I don't even know Sugar Rush. Yeah, it's like a baking competition, so... Nothing that great. I've been, I've been on, like, a, um, a nostalgia kick, so I've been watching a lot of old, like, movies from when I was younger. Um, Terrifying so. to ask what you consider an old movie, but... Yeah. So yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like the labyrinth, I feel like that's like an eighties, okay. but I, I grew yeah, yeah. up in the '90s, but still, it was like one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, I thank you for making us feel less old by, uh, <laughs> yeah. by preferring yeah. a labyrinth. Was a but what, what, it was before you were welcome. born, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what are what are the '90s uh, throwback feel-good movies? I guess they're not even maybe '90s; they're maybe like early 2000s. Um, Let's see, what are some of the ones? Um, well, this isn't really a 90s one, but I just started re-watching the Twilight movies, which was, like, late 2000s. Um, yeah. And those are just, like, it's so crazy to go back and just be like, oh, my God, these are, like, really cringy. Why did I, like, obsess over this? So um, why did you obsess over this? I think it was the Have whole fantasy of it all. Sure. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I want to fall in love with a vampire. Like, why can't I be the, like, mundane, boring bitch who ends up with, like, the hottest guy at school? <laughs> the, the hottest immortal guy. Yes. School. Who will fight for me, protect me. Like, everything that I ever wanted. My God. 
Meanwhile, wow. your best friend, a hunky gay werewolf, is uh, you Ooh, know ready yeah, to yeah, yeah. jump into traffic. For that you. too. That too. Now I have my own two wolves, so <laughs> I fulfilled that. That's right. That's right. So I did not watch the movies. I, I tried with the books just to see, and I couldn't do it. Um, is it true that the Taylor Lautner character ends the whole uh, series by? having love at first sight with an infant imprinted well yeah he imprinted apparently like before she was even pregnant he was like drawn to bella because he was like oh i thought i was attracted to you but it's really your future baby that i was going to be in love with it's like real weird but you know what whatever it's wild okay. and it, it's it's <laughs> at the, the end of the third one or the fourth are there four movies there are three movies I'm sure they split the last there one four into movies, two. Yeah, they, yeah, the, yeah. At the end of the last one, she had they have as a newborn who's like this alarmingly beautiful kind of animatronic baby, and he meets <laughs> like a hot her, baby. and yeah, and he meets her, and like his jaw hits the floor, and he just fantasizes about their future together, and he's uh-huh. just immediately in love with this infant. It's so insane. Yeah, very odd. That's very strange that we did not talk more about that. Maybe, maybe we did, and I just wasn't in the room. But it just that seems that seems no. Like, I, there was a big, big topic about it. It was like a real weird okay. at the time. I remember. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, did you get into Flora's Lava? If we're talking Netflix competition shows. Okay. Um, that was the show where honestly, like, I could watch one episode, and then I was like, okay, I get it. I don't really need to see more of this like it's the same thing very repetitive but it was a cool concept um yeah yeah yeah. literally floor is lava that's yeah yeah you have to get from one end of the room to the other but you can't touch the floor because matt it is lava right um but of course i did like however that they played into when you fall in the lava you die yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i'm glad they did that yeah, and 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 it's in order to make that land more. They definitely the they produce the contestants to be as irritating as possible. There were <laughs> like there was a set of triplets that have like all these inside jokes that you know they made up just before the thing started. <laughs> yeah. There's a terribly annoying family. So when people do burn and die, you don't you don't feel quite so right, bad. right, right. Yeah, right. Um, are you a long time Big Brother person? Um, I started with, um, weirdly Big Brother UK, um, and I really got into that version of the show, um, and then got into the American version, but I would say more so Survivor than Big Brother, but I, if I were to choose one or the other to compete in, I'd rather compete in Big Brother than Survivor. No, why is that? Um, well, I don't think I could last very long without food and warmth. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Big think Brother I requires you to just be in a house and 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 scheme with yeah. the people, right? I was on the the third option, which was the Amazing Race. I did that twice. Um, that was really fun. So I w- I guess I would choose that one as well again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Big Brother just seems like just you're drinking and being mean to people, and then maybe you win something. Yeah, it's a very psychological warfare yeah. type of game. Did you get into the challenge? The MTV Real World Road Rules No, Challenge. no. I mean, okay. back when, like, maybe, like, the 2000s, when it was, like, really? I mean, I don't know what it is now, but I remember it being everything then. Do you but... know what it is now? It's 
exactly the same. Okay. It is literally exactly the same. <laughs> I just tuned into I, what I think is the current season. Johnny Bananas, still there. CT, still there. Derek, still there. These guys are 67 years old. Stop it. And they're it. still, no, I swear to God. And they're they still, you know, scheming and drinking and throwing heavy things at each other. And it's uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but there, it's it still exists. Okay. I recommend it. Okay. What are you into musically these days? What are your latest uh, streams? Allie X has been on repeat. She was, um, I actually just got introduced to her because of Canada's Drag Race. And I'm shocked that I didn't know about her sooner. um, Because she's like totally my vibe. But um, a lot of her, um, yeah, she's like my most recent pick. Also, I've been listening to Katy Perry's new album. There's a few songs on there that I really like. Um... Just a couple, but mm-hmm. yeah, those are the two. Should we be watching Canada's Drag Race, by the way? Absolutely. It's really. Now, how do you find it? I can't find it. Uh, do I have to get the, the World WoW of Wonder presents. app? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. like five bucks a month. So just get right. it for a month and binge it. But it's, I think, better than the US version. Wow. Mm. It just feels more real and authentic. I feel like a lot of the current Drag Race seasons. The girls are very self-producing and they have like a formula of what they've seen. And it just it tends to be very repetitive and like you've seen it before. Whereas Canada's Drag Race feels very fresh and like the girls are kind of just doing whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Is there like an apology challenge, it being Canada? <laughs> there should be, they, is what I'm saying. They, they play it up at like some one of the girls. Um, like, yeah. Do we miss RuPaul? Because it's not RuPaul, right? Um, I I do. I do miss RuPaul. Okay. The judges this season are getting a lot of hate. Um, yeah, I've been seeing that on Twitter. I can't quite follow it. But yeah, people seem upset. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I agree. I mean, I feel like if you're not a drag queen or if you've never done drag, you probably shouldn't be judging Drag Race. So I think that's kind of where... The disconnect comes from because I know a lot of people like if, if they try to even review or judge the queens it's like well you can't really judge them if you've never done it which I understand that angle right who are your all-timers on drag race um Alaska Alyssa sure. Edwards and I love Laganja um, but more current one? I guess I re- I loved Evie Oddly. I love Gigi. Um, Aquaria. Those are probably my top. Sure. And Shangela. Sure. Shangela. Yep. Shangela. Of course. Shangela. And Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange. Of course. Icons. <laughs> yes. yeah. Icons for the ages. Um, so how is your... Like what? What is your sort of lockdown social schedule? Are you Are you seeing people? Are you... Just kind of like, down. Um, I have like a small friend group bubble that I see, um, but I'm not at all like in the dating world at all. No, but I mean, but so what do what do you do with your social bubble? Um, I have like I, I guess I have two separate bubbles, which I guess probably doesn't really <laughs> make total sense. Um, it does. Okay. Well, my main bubble, we hang out. Um, we honestly act like children. Like, it's 
it's pretty fun. We play a lot of video games, a lot of board games. Um, we've been playing like laser tag outside in the dark. Um, so it's like we're kind of like living out our best childhood fantasies of just like having fun and doing all the stuff we loved when we were kids. I love that. <laughs> and what's the other bubble? Um, the other bubble is, I guess it's not as frequent, but it's more of just like, let's watch Drag Race, let's chill, mm-hmm. let's just watch mm-hmm. TV and hang. It does. This experience does make you sort of have to boil your friend group down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like being very strict with it, like to the extent where like those are like really the only people that I see. Um, but I don't know. I like yeah, never know if I'm like being too crazed or not. No, it sounds think, like you're being uh, too. Yeah. Uh, better safe than sorry in this situation, yeah. but it's always tough that there's going to be people in the friend groups who aren't going to make the cut. How do you choose? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I don't really have too many friends to start with, so <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Um, I feel like I've been so just surrounded with like the YouTube community and that's really been my only opportunity to make friendships. So making friends outside of that world is very difficult, especially when you have a platform and you live in LA and a lot of people are just trying to like social climb, you kind of end up sticking to the people that you know and you can trust. But the issue with being friends with only YouTubers is we're all doing our own thing and we're all busy focusing on ourselves so right. it's hard to like make time yeah what what are the big red flags when you meet someone like a new friend or somebody that you're considering dating uh, that you know is sorting of, they're revealing themselves to be a climber they want to be tagged or oh yeah yeah no 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 i mean i don't tag anybody that i'm just like meeting or i don't post on social or any sorts if i'm like meeting a friend and like that's kind of like the first test of like are they looking for more than just like a friendship and they just want like clout or stuff and then I also see like are they posting about me um using my image to like grill themselves like that's a big red flag god that's stressful (laughs) it truly is I'm so used to it now that it's like it's just what it is yeah how like how did your youtube friend group come together how do you how do you meet people within the youtube community um i feel like it usually starts with just like meeting at a convention like a youtube convention or meeting through twitter like social media is a probably the biggest way of just like even just following someone it's like all right, that's like the first step of a potential friendship. And then it's like, hey, would you want to collab and work on a video together? And then you hang out and then it just kind of evolves from there. Mm-hmm. It, are they largely based out here? I know there was like a yeah. a, like a, a cluster of Vine people on Vine, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's the same thing for YouTubers. They tend to gravitate toward, uh, I mean, toward LA. Uh, yeah, it, it all started like in Los Angeles. I feel that's where everyone like made the move to come here. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of people are in the Valley. A lot of YouTubers in the Valley. Really? Mm-hmm. And is there a lot of crossover in the, in the YouTube community and the 
like the TikTok houses that I, I feel like every Sunday, uh, the Sunday styles is about a TikTok house yeah. uh, in LA. I sound like I'm a hundred, but <laughs> well, we um, are, are in those this, in this world? We are. <laughs> I truly am. Are those all, are those your people as well? Um, no, no, they're not. Um, I, they're just so young. So I, I don't really hang out with like teenagers. So okay. not really my shtick. Can, okay. We're going to need the full like taxonomy or whatever. At, <laughs> at what age does like TikTok goes from what? Is it like 12 to 17? Oh God. Um, you, you, honestly, you bec- I, I'm, what I'm learning right now is you, you become your father so quickly you don't even notice it but yeah. now i just have to acknowledge it's it no so I'm, I'm there as well um i really don't know much about tiktok i feel like the majority is like 16 to early 20s okay is okay. like the the main chunk okay um, what were your earliest videos like oh god i mean i started when i was 15 so mine were just like stupid stupid like sketch sketch comedies and um i ended up going into like music video parodies and then i ended up doing my own music videos and then i transitioned into like just vlogs okay at at what point were you like i am part of the youtube community like Um, when when did it go from like a hobby to like oh this is i would say maybe 2013 Uh uh-huh yeah, was I moment? was just, um, that was kind of like my come up was I just started collaborating with a lot of people. Um, and then from there, kind of just like skyrocketed and just blew up. It was like a snowball effect. Uh-huh. The cat remembers. Oh, yeah. She was, she had a memory that she just wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since you've been doing this since you were 15 and you know, so much of your life is, is shared and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's put out there for public consumption. I'm curious, what, what are we not seeing? Like, where do you draw the line? What are the parts of your life that are just for you? I think that's something that's evolved over the years. I think I've kind of learned the boundaries. Um, Especially now, I feel like right now is like such a dark chaotic time on the internet where it's like best to maybe not share as much um for instance like i shared my recent breakup with my ex-boyfriend and i'm so used to the community being there and being supportive like especially during hard times like i've shared experiences with like having an alcoholic parent in the past and um dealing with learning disabilities and all these things that i've gone through in my life where i've had my own community there to support me but it was interesting now sharing this like new um, like part of my life of just like a, a tough experience that I'm going through and the amount of hate that I received from like the gay community and also just like t- the Twitter like community was like really shocking and like really hurtful. Um, so I, I think it like made me more reserved and like what it is that I want to share moving forward because um, it's like. People are just dark these days. What, what happened? Point them out. Point them out. We'll take them. What? What? Who? who what happened? <laughs> who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> it's just like not- Twitter uh, assholes. Um, I honestly don't know to the full extent of what happened, 
But because I like deleted Twitter off my phone as soon as I started seeing stuff, and my friends were like, "Yeah, it's best for you to just stay off." Good self um, move. Yeah, it, it's like such a mental health fuck if you like look at that stuff. So I, I've learned not to look. Um, but people are just like making fun of the fact that we felt like it was necessary to announce that we had broken up, even though we've been together for six years and we've documented our life together. Um, so it, it was an announcement for my audience and it, it transitioned into um, outside of that. So there were a lot of nasty gays coming for me and my wig and just kind of like, I don't know, being jealous and gross. Mm, not cool. Only nasty thing worse than a, than a, a nasty online gay is a nasty <laughs> online gay with time on their hands. Oh my God. Everybody has so much time on their hands. They're so bored. Everybody's bored at home. Joey, don't let it get to you. It looks like you haven't. No, I I didn't. Don't it, but it did open my eyes to like the darkness of the web now. Yeah, for sure. When you made that video um, about, about your breakup, how much, how much sort of preparation goes into that? Because it is so raw and you're just kind of speaking directly to your audience, addressing the breakup. But how, yeah. like, what are the conversations that you are having with your ex before about how we're going to position this? I don't know. We, we didn't really talk about it too much. We kind of wanted to just sit down and record whatever came to be. Um because I didn't want it to feel like it was scripted or like we had like certain points that we wanted to come up with. But um, we posted the video, I think, three months after we broke up. So it was like we had all that time in between to really just like allow us to process and go through that experience and then sit down and film the video. So I guess it was just a collection of all the things we learned in that three months of um uh, what this breakup meant for us. And what does it mean for you going forward? I mean, you mentioned that there's nothing happening in the dating realm right now, but what did you learn? What was your takeaway about what you want in your next relationship? Um, I don't know. I mean, I still think I'm figuring that out. It's like, I don't, I don't really know what, in the next relationship, like what it is that I'm for sure looking for. I, what I did before I had met Daniel is I wrote like a list of like all the things that I wanted. And I don't think I'm at that point to like really manifest that yet. I've been so focused on just like bringing the pieces that I lost back to me and kind of just like finding, I hate saying this because it's so cliche, but like finding yourself again and just like there's certain aspects of me that were suppressed for so long that have like come out and I'm like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you again. (laughs) And um, I'm also learning like who this new version of myself is. And um, I just know that I'm not ready for a relationship again, because there's so much more that I want to just focus on me and be selfish and um, get all that squared away before I even start to think about like, I guess the things I'm looking for. Yeah. You basically did your coming out on Mm. YouTube. Yeah. How, I mean, from sort of the idea that you were gay to wanting to announce it to the world, what, what kind of a 
journey was that? How long? Oh, that, that was a, that was. It's pretty much been my whole freaking journey on this platform. Like the very first video that I posted, like people were calling me gay from like the when I was fifteen, and those comments like really affected me because I at the time wasn't comfortable with being gay. So seeing people calling me gay when I like I didn't want anything to do with that was so hurtful, and it was like the biggest insult ever. And then finally, when I came to terms with myself that I was gay, suddenly that word couldn't be offensive to me anymore because that's who I was and I was proud to be that. And then after I built up that confidence, I made the decision to finally come out online. It was like, I feel a time that it became more accepting. There were like a few others who came out before me online and they had such a positive response that I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it in my way. And I did it through my music video, Don't Wait. And um, the response was extremely positive and just so supportive that it like really shocked me. I was like, wow, this like, my demographic who's much younger than me is like this new wave of acceptance that I didn't have growing up that it just gave me so much hope for the future of like, wow, this new generation really is like so much more accepting. Um, so it gave me a lot of hope. Yeah. And you give them a lot of hope. Yeah. You represent um, a visibility that, uh, that is brand new and very Yeah, for sure. I, I went on a tour right after that for my book and there was like kids who'd like come up and whisper in my ear that they they were gay and it was just like a really cool moment of knowing that I, I impacted quite a bit of people to feel comfortable with their sexuality and to come out. What you're living, this career is such a fascinating existence just because it didn't exist before. And a lot of those kids that you're talking about, I'm sure want to be you when they grow up, but what, what what did what did you want to be when you were younger? Could you have ever imagined that this is where you'd end up? Um, I, I had a lot of things I wanted to be. I wanted to be first. I wanted to be a carpenter because my dad was a carpenter, but that was too much manual labor. And I was like, okay, never mind. Then I was like, oh, I'll be an architect. And then I took an architect architect class, and I was like, oh, too much math. I can't do this. And then I was like, well, I could be an astronaut and go to space, but that just seemed kind of scary. And then. I ended up switching out of that architect class into a film class. And I was like, wait, this is actually what I love to do anyways, because I've been making home movies since I was like eight years old. So why not do what I love? And that's when I, it like clicked in my head. I was like, wait, I should just focus on the things that make me happy and like try and do a job that I'm going to love as opposed to like, what's going to make me money? Like, what do other people want me to do? And so that's when I was like, oh, I'll become like a, a filmmaker. And then... YouTube took off and I was like, all right, I'll just use all those skills that I had learned from my passions as a kid and put them towards this. Right. And you are the the first in a in like a new a new breed. Like this this is a job that did not exist until yeah. basically you and a, a small handful of others came along. Yeah. It's so crazy the fact that like I, I remember like hearing like, oh, like YouTube's now bought by Google and now there's the um, partner program and you can make money. I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to make millions of dollars. And I got my first check and it was like $50. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Not there yet. Do you think you, about like, oh, to, I, I was just curious, like do, uh, this is such a like job interview question, but do you think about 
what do you what what are your thoughts about longevity? Is this something you could see yourself doing in twenty years? Oh my god! I mean, it's something that I've always been like so like I've always thought like, oh my god, this is gonna like be gone next year for like the past ten years. So the fact that it's still here, I'm like very shocked. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's important as like um, a creator to branch out and think of other ways to sustain yourself because it's not probably something that can last forever just because people become irrelevant pretty quick on this platform. I'm very lucky to have been um, around for as long as I have and I'm going to keep pushing to like stay relevant and and make videos that I'm happy about. Um, but I think I want to like transition into more of like creating uh, shows and movies and um, go back into like the traditional filmmaking like side of things to just kind of like follow my passion but also something that's a little bit more I guess structured well thank you so much for doing this what a treat seriously yeah it was so good talking to you yeah thanks, um, I know I know you have international supervillain stuff to do in your lair <laughs> so I don't want to keep you from it anymore I know thank you have you, spies you. to torture out by the pool <laughs> so get back to it uh, All right. but thank you so much and stay safe and healthy yeah thank you guys back with Irene too. Hello. Hi, how are you? I mean, I've personally never been better. <laughs> really? No. Oh, okay, no, good. No, I was like, if you're actually doing well right now, I hate you. Yeah, I, I'm fully resentful of people who are feeling who are good and productive. Thriving. Oh, uh, how are you? How, uh, yeah, how is, how is uh, quarantine life treating you? Um, you know, it was good at first cause I'm an introvert and I was like, great, I never have to leave my house and see people. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to leave. I, I will live in a tent outside. I don't care. I just don't want to be in my house anymore. And how yeah, isolated are you? Are there people in your bubble or what's your situation? Yeah. So I'm actually quarantined with my family right now, which is probably why I'm losing it. Oh, Wow. Talk us through it. Who's there? Um, it's my mom and my two grandparents. Um, mm -hmm. And it was nice at first. You know, I don't get to hang out with my family that often. But now, like, every little thing is just bothering me. Sure. You know, and it's like sure. we got into this dumb fight yesterday. And I was like, because I'm trying to, like, Marie Kondo and throw stuff away that don't bring me joy. Mm. Um, and then everyone in my house, um, is a hoarder. So it's not working. Now I have to like secretly throw stuff away. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh my. So you're not, although, this is not just going to your old bedroom and throwing your old stuff away. This is trying to do a full Marie Kondo of their house without them knowing. It's both. Yeah. I mean, I'm like starting with my stuff, but then some of my stuff seeps into just, stuff in general like we have a lot, lot of like paper boxes for some reason I, I we moved in like what a year or two ago yeah do we just have boxes like yeah. i'm like are we moving again and they're like no and i'm like why do we have like a hundred boxes 
<laughs> so I'm trying to throw them away. And then they're like, we might need them. I'm like, you can get them again. Yeah. 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 There are boxes to be had. Oh, yeah. I uh, myself am getting um, pretty much twice a week now, I'm getting shipments from my mother of just pictures and stuff, just stuff oh. <laughs> that uh, that she has acquired through the years because she's trying to get rid of things. Um, but she's only – she's not getting rid of anything. She's just sending it to me. So now I have a bajillion photographs from right. high school and whatever. Also, now we're getting into cards that I sent my parents through the years. Oh, that's so, a weird thing to send She's sending back them back to you? to you? It's a strange thing to send back, isn't it? Yeah, but we're getting them. So, yeah. I am I am becoming a hoarder against my own will. My mom's doing some of that too, where she's, she's been cleaning out a lot of stuff and sending it to me. And she sent me recently a journal that she was keeping when I went away to college. So... And she didn't tell me this, but at the time when I would call her with updates, she would take notes. So there was like this weird journal where she's taking notes of like the time I went to a frat party and somebody tried to recruit me into a fraternity, but I laughed because I would never, you know, like just all these weird memories, (laughs) but filtered through the way that I described them to my mom on the phone. And then the way that she transcribed them as I talked was so odd. Oh, I and need also, I need to read all of this. Yeah, I should dig it out. Um, yeah, these are strange times for all of us. Yeah, yeah. that's the only way I want to read a biography now. <laughs> mom's mom's notes taken over the phone. Yeah, mothers should really own be the only biographers. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So, Irene, what are you and your family watching when you get together? Do you watch things together at all? Oh, no. I was like, what are you talking about? That's a foreign concept to me. <laughs> we yeah. watch things separately on our own devices. Mm-hmm. Um, just because everyone has different interests and nobody wants to watch the same stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching Glee from the oh, beginning. Okay. What sparked that? I mean, Naya Rivera dying. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I don't know why that would not occur to me. And I'm not laughing. That is incredibly tragic. I'm just laughing that I would not have thought of that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so much happened to that cast. It's got to be a melancholy it's, rewatch. It's crazy watching it because three of them are gone. Yeah. And you're watching it and you're like, wow, this like it was it was like a, a thing that I watched when I was in high school. So it's very nostalgic. But I'm also like, this is so crazy because three of them died. Yeah. And so is this a full rewatch for you? You watched it when it was airing and you're coming back. Yeah, I only watched maybe two or three seasons when it aired. Um, I kind of stopped at one point, but I am rewatching it from the beginning. I probably will not make it through all. I think it's six seasons. Mm hmm. At some point, I'll probably be like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm on Jeez. season two right now. Yeah. Okay. It was a beautiful show when it was, when it was, you know, when it was at its peak. Yeah. I mean, um, well, Naya played Santana, who was like, in my opinion, the coolest lesbian at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I have to rewatch this. Like, just yeah, for, for sure. her. Yeah, yeah. So what, it's bananas to me that that i'm talking to an adult whose high school watch was glee because that was fully i was 
in my 40s, I'm sure, when that premiered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how was that? I mean, you so you had a Santana. You had like a kind of a cool role model lesbian character in your formative years. Yeah. Um, but I, but it also was like kind of the only one at the time. Sure. Well, cause also like when I went to high school, nobody in my high school was gay. Um, mm. which means there were probably a lot of people that were gay, but it wasn't a thing that anybody talked about. Mm. Um, so it was really cool to see Santana and Kurt, like being two openly gay people in the high school show. And I was like, Oh, that would be nice if we had that. And we never had that. And who were you in high school? Were you in Glee Club or were you doing any kind of performing? You know, I did not know who I was in high school. Uh, and I wish I did. I like wish I had my click, you know, but I was such a like floater. Like I did so many different things. Um, I did a lot of like Science Olympiad and like kind of the math team, but I wasn't mm -hmm. good at math anymore. Like I was really good at math when I was a kid, but then when I got to high school, I was just like, I was good enough, but I wasn't good enough to be like on the math team and like win state championships or something. So I was like kind of doing that. And then I was like kind of doing the science thing, but I didn't really care anymore. Um, and then I played basketball when I was a kid, like, pretty much every day and I like played on the team. But then when I got to high school, I also wasn't as good anymore. So I stopped doing that. So I was just like trying to like figure out what my thing was, um, which is kind of how I ended up stumbling into doing comedy. Cause I was like, I don't know anymore. And then I just took comedy classes. I was like, this is fun. I guess I'll just do this. So I just like did a lot of comedy that was like not in school. Right. But this was while was you were in school that you, you stumbled yeah. into a comedy class. Mm hmm. Yeah. So someone told me I was funny. And I was like, oh, let me Google what funny people do. And then I was in Chicago at the time. So the second city was huge. So I just like took classes there and I started doing like improv and stand up. Yeah. So, yeah, what I never your, really hung out what, with people at school. Uh, that's it sounds like that was a good choice. <laughs> what was uh, what was your second city experience like? Um, I took like a, a bunch of the teen classes because, mm -hmm. you know, again, I was in high school um, and then I made friends there and we kind of did our, did our own thing, but I never like was like a part of any of their house teams or anything. Right. You didn't get into the improv side of it. Um, I was never good enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's tricky. It's cutthroat, especially in Chicago. Yeah. Um, what else is keeping you sane in quarantine? How else are you spending your time or what else are you watching or consuming? Um, so, so far just Glee and just all, oh, I, all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I bought uh, animal crossing recently on the, the Nintendo switch that everyone's playing right on trend. Yeah. Well, I got on it very late. Like I only yeah. just got it maybe a week ago. But okay. people have been playing this for what, months, years, who knows? And then I was Jesus. like, uh, and I, I'm always a holdout. I don't like to hop on the trend when it's trendy. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, I'm never going to get this game. And then literally every single person that I know is playing it. So I'm like, yeah, fine, I'll buy it. But it's also like sold out. Like it's really hard to get one of the devices unless you want to pay way extra because like too many people want it. Well, so that's <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Well, it makes sense. And then it's either you have to pay like twice as much as it costs to buy one. Or what I ended up doing was I followed like a bot and then it tells you when they're available. So then I just like kept clicking on it. And then finally I bought one. So you did it. I would probably like a year from it. now could be like, Dave, have you heard of Animal Crossing? Yeah. This new thing that that's where I am in terms of catching up. Can you explain the appeal of Animal Crossing? Um, it's very cute. Okay. Huge draw. All the characters okay. cute. And like all the characters are different like animal looking people. Um, you play it in real time. So it's like whatever you're doing now. Like if you plant a tree, it grows in like five days and you actually have to wait five days. Um, and you can play with your friends. So that's the appeal. Although, you know, now that I've started playing it, I don't think I love it as much as other people love it. But it's a great way to kill time. Also... Yeah. Like, if I'm bored in a meeting or something, I can just, like, play, like, while I'm right. on Zoom. Which Are you is, playing That's right the now? best part. No, 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 not now. <laughs> okay, as long as I yeah. just want to make sure we're not one of the boring people. Yeah, no, I'm actively engaging. But, you know, sometimes you're on Zoom and you're like, I mean, I'm here, yeah. but I don't need to be here. So right. then I'll yeah. be like, ooh, let me go find some seashells. <laughs> sure. So... But yep. take us back to high school again and when you're you're sort of discovering comedy at that stage of the game, where are you in terms of understanding your own sexuality, identity coming out? Where where are you in that process? Um so I had a best friend when I was in um like seventh, eighth grade, but I did not know what gay people were. Like, I think at one point, and I had moved into a new neighborhood. I remember at one point in eighth grade, one of my neighbors was like, what do you think about gay people? And I was like, that's disgusting. I did not even know what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to high school and I still did not understand what gay anything was. Because again, like nobody at my high school was gay. I wasn't watching any TV that had gay people in it. So I just didn't comprehend what it was. But then at one point I went to this summer camp and this girl told me I was funny, which is how I ended up doing comedy. And I realized I liked her and I was like, oh, I'm gay. And then I just did not tell anybody because yeah. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a thing you did. So I was just closeted the whole time in high school. Uh -huh. I went to prom so, twice. What? Yeah. With uh, guys? Well, well, my senior year, I just went with friends, but my junior year, a senior boy asked me who was in my math class and I was like, sure, why not? Um, and then we went and then he, I think he wanted to date and I was like, Oh no, this, no. Like I didn't tell him I was gay, but I was like, this is not happening. Yeah. So how then did the, the closet door get kicked open? Um, then I was in college after freshman year and a couple of people on my floor were gay. So then I like met more gay people in college. Um, and where and then this? I, and I went to Northwestern for two years. Uh -huh. So okay. this was when I was at Northwestern. Um, and then that summer after freshman year, I just came out. I, it was like a long time coming and I was like, I knew, and then I was like, I feel like I should tell people. And I think I actually came out while I was doing stand-up before I actually came out to my friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. On stage? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I did it like several times on stage. And then I was like, I guess I should also tell my friends. <laughs> Do you remember what your joke was or what your line was? I, I don't remember. I'm sure it was bad. Um, <laughs> but it just seemed easier to tell strangers than to tell people that know you. Yeah. You know, yeah, because it's like, sense. yeah, like they're never going to see me again. So I was like, yeah, I'll just tell these jokes about being gay. They're like, oh, OK, we don't know you. I'm like not famous at all. You know, I just started doing stand up. Nobody knows who I am. So even if they knew I was gay, they don't know. Their, they don't know my name. They're not going to like call my mom and be like, right. uh, did you know your daughter's gay? Yeah. And, and it's like it's a good way to get some positive reinforcement also. You know, totally. To some, if the joke is good. In yeah, the moment, exactly. It know, must have been good enough. Yeah. yeah. So what is your uh, what is your what's your romantic situation at the moment? Irene, too. Um, I'm very alone. Hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it's going over here. So okay. if 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 you know people that are also alone, yeah, let me know. They might be listening. Yeah. If there are any any listeners who are also alone or interested, who, who need apply? What what is the type? What are we looking? You for? know, I, well, I don't know, like podcast listeners, if that's like okay with me, because I don't really date like comedy fans or comedians. I don't like that at all. Like, if someone's yeah. really into my comedy, I'm not into that at all. Yeah. No way. Like, that? um, I just don't like people like fawning over me or like being. I don't like yes men, you know, so I want you to like, I don't want you to hate my comedy, obviously, but I want you to be like, this could be better. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like I need a little bit of pushback. Sure. So if you're like a huge comedy fan, that's like a turnoff. Gotcha. But okay. if I'm just talking, I don't really know. I've never really met like a podcast per like if someone heard me on a podcast and was like, Hey, you're cool. I've never had that happen before. Well, you're about to. So yeah. I would say hey. prepare yourself for it. And I'm, just go yeah. with your feelings. I guess we'll go see what happens. when it happens. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, what's your what's your sort of your dating experience? Did, who was the uh, who was the first lady in your life? Um, the first person I actually dated who wasn't my best friend, we mm -hmm. dated. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> also, apparently, I guess she's having a baby. Somebody informed me of that recently, and I was like, oh, okay. She's like married and having a kid. Um, and then I made. Yeah, with a man. Um, and I we haven't talked in years uh, and it's fine. But I made a joke about it because someone had told me this info and then she blocked me on Facebook. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, I wasn't even checking. <laughs> like, we weren't friends. I'm not Googling you. Someone just told me. It's not like you uh, named your name. I'm no, saying. it's not like I named her name. I just like wrote a joke like on social media. And then I guess she heard it blocked me. I was like, it could have been not about you. I mean, it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So other than her, other than best other friend slash ex-best friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, when I was in, yeah, when I was in, uh, when I was in college, uh, sophomore year, um, I met somebody, I don't remember how we met exactly. I think it was like through a department that I was taking a class in. Like we weren't in the same class, but we ended up at some activity together. Um, and I guess we both just thought the other person was cool and interesting. So we like hung out more and more. And then we were like, um, are we dating? And 
I had technically not had a girlfriend before, and then she had never dated a girl before. So, Ooh. yeah, it and was. How did it go? It was. We only dated for three months. It felt like two years. Um, I was very heartbroken. Uh, she broke up with me. Oh. Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, we're. I haven't talked to her in a while, but I'm sure if I was like, "Hey," she'd be like, "What's up?" Yeah. Yeah. So we so we can rule out comedy fans. Podcast fans are a, a, a qualified yes. Question mark. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, what other requirements must an applicant meet? Um I don't know if there's requirements. I mean, I kind of tend to like people who are really into like social justice or mm-hmm. want to make the world a better place. Mhm. Solid. So are all of our Trump supporting yeah. listeners that uh, eliminates you, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, that's probably not going to work out. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say no, but... <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> I mean, I think people can change. You do? I, don't... I hope so. You know, my stepfather is kind of my only only person in my personal orbit who is a, a Trump supporter who I have not just savagely cut out of my life. And I sent him Mary Trump's book for his birthday with the very like passive aggressive birthday card note in there. So maybe you're right. Maybe he'll read it and he'll go, you know what? She made some solid points and. And then I'll right. date and then I'll date him. That's how and that then happens. Th- that's where I was headed. <laughs> yes. You, you and my stepdad will. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I think I think change is possible. I feel like the the last remaining supporters are so dug in. And oh, so, that's for sure. That's true. Yeah, it's it's so caught up in their in their personal identity that it's it's going to be tough to turn them around. Yeah, I don't think I would date an ardent Trump supporter. Maybe it was like I'm a pro. This again, ninety nine percent probably not going to happen. But possibly someone who was just very clueless in 2016. Sure. And then like, you know, and then like turned it around and be like, okay, like maybe we would get along. Um, Again, don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It would always be a sticking point. Yeah. Um, So how do you meet people? Are you on the apps? Are there apps for the young lesbian on the go? Um, well, there's that her app, I guess that's Mm -hmm. for lesbians. It's not very good to be honest. Um, I Mm. downloaded it for a day. I actually, so one day in quarantine downloaded pretty much all the major dating apps. Um, and I realized I hated it. So I'm not on them anymore. What did you hate about it? Um, I, on a lot of them, you don't really get to know people that well because people only answer like a couple questions that are like, this is my favorite thing to do. Or like, you know, you don't really get to know people. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like people online are different than people in person. Well, sure. Right. You know, they present themselves differently. Like I do it too. So it's hard to actually know if you'll like somebody via an app. Um, Uh-oh. Oh, did you hear that? My yeah, mom is calling call. me. I didn't know that that was could happen because I put my phone on airplane mode, but my laptop still. Well, let me see if I can fix that real quick. That's well, okay. Anyways, um, you're wait, popular. Wait. You're in demand. Uh, well, it's just my mother. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a 
okay, I, I turned it off. I didn't realize I could okay. do that. Anyways, you could fix You could edit that out, right? Sure. Or just leave it in. Yeah, yeah, for what? <laughs> just like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a call the from in, in, literally inside the house. There's a call from inside the house. <laughs> what do you anticipate your mom wants or why is she, why she's calling? Um, it was either a butt dial. Okay. Or she's like, you can eat lunch now. <laughs> is she making lunch every day? Sometimes, yeah. Or the, or sometimes I'll just I like kind of prefer to just eat whatever's left over in the fridge. Right. Yeah. Um because I like to eat at odd hours. Like I do stuff at 11 and 12 and they're like, "We're eating." And I'm like, "I have to do a podcast." Right. Now well, we're so, cutting right into your lunchtime. But Oh no, it's fine. I, I like to eat at like 2 anyways. Um but that is a nice perk of quarantining with the family. Yeah, but I don't want to eat the same food I've been eating for 5 months. <laughs> Right. You know, like I want that I want that sweet, sweet in and out burger. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We have leaned on that uh strongly in uh in the last few months. And I have no regrets about it. Do you guys do a proper family dinner? Um not really. No, we kind of eat sometimes we'll eat at the same time, but we're not really a good family, you know, mm. it's like, we're all together, but we don't do like, now we all eat together. Now we all this do this together. We've like never been that kind of family, um, which was kind of a bummer when I was growing up. And now I'm like, I guess it, it just is what it is. Right. Yeah. Sure. And how was coming out to them? Um, it's, it was it? fine. Like they were like, that's fine, but we don't really talk about it that much. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um you you I yeah. I didn't hear yeah. what you just said cuz it glitched cuz I love oh, it. Yeah. It wasn't important. It wasn't important. Um how are they with um like do they engage with your stand up at all? Have they Um do they my give mom notes? My mom has come to a couple of my shows and I she's probably seen some but she doesn't really give me notes. She's like, it's more notes on like performance than, um, content. Gotcha. She'll be what like, what are her notes on your performance? Sometimes she'll be like, I feel like you were a little nervous. And I'll be like, yes, I was nervous. If it's like a bigger show, sometimes, you know, I'm not as nervous, but yeah. she'll be like, Oh, you should try and be more relaxed. And I was like, all right, thanks mom. I'll try thanks. that. Yeah. <laughs> Does the presence of a parent in the crowd make you more or less nervous? Um, I don't think it's nervous so much because it's happened a few times and I kind of know what she does. It's just a little bit annoying because sometimes she'll like record my whole set. Oh, like she'll be like sitting in the front row, like on her phone recording my set. And like, it's very distracting. Oh, that's a lot. It's a lot lot to perform through. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, So it's kind of just like ignoring that while performing. Wow. And will you ever go back to watch the tape? Oh, no. I mean, I don't know what she does with them. I'm not watching it. I mean, maybe she's watching it. Who knows? Well, I know what she does with them. She hoards them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She does hoard them. I know. I know about your family, Irene, too. <laughs> that's right. They've got a reputation. Uh, Irene, too, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks enjoy, so much for having me. Yes. Enjoy the rest of uh, of your quarantine period. You, too. Sew it in and out. Yeah, please. I will. I'll meet you at In and Out as soon as this quarantine is over. Thank you, Irene. You've sparked so much joy. 
We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yes. Please don't throw me away. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Well, Matt, we've come to the end of another episode. Dave, 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 Dave. Thank you for being here with me, giving me a reason to live. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts with five stars only, of course. Thank you to Renee Colvert with a T. Mm-hmm. Our, our producer, thank you to Ryan Connor, our engineer. Thank you to everybody at Earwolf. Uh-huh. Thank um, you, Ben Wise, for the music. And thank you, listener, for listening. Uh, Tell a friend. Leave a review. We love you. Mm